What do you call what do you call wood that the fool has shaped into the forms of small blonde women? Dollywood. Okay. You're, <laughs> You're gonna add that to the doc. You type well, I got my intro. <laughs> Coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 53, Golden Fool, chapters 20 through 24, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm barely a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm actually a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first time audiobook listener. All right, housekeeping announcements. Um,. We got another five-star review, so thank you very much to... I'm pulling it up because it was like a username. <laughs> to Kajdinga1. Thank you for your five-star review. We also got an email from Chris, who found us a couple weeks ago. And uh, they are... I guess they, they're living the dream. They have escaped the U.S., and they are now living abroad. <laughs> Good for We've you, achieved. Chris. I hope you're still voting. Expat. <laughs> expat achievement. Yeah, ex- yes, the, that's the dream, to be an expat. So, uh, and they are not up to this episode yet. They are, I think they're in the live ship trilogies. Um, but they said that they just wanted to send us some positive vibes during lockdown and the constant search for new ways to pass the time. It's been great coming across Buck Keep Radio. I really enjoy the podcast, and I've been binging it. Um, hoping between reading The Tawny Man and catching up on the podcast, I can eventually get to a point where I can listen to the podcast as they come out, although having a full library to go through has been great. You know, I love it when people are listening to our back episodes, and I can tell that they do. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you for I, listening. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't recommend binging us. I think we we're like a we're like a a wine. You got to sip. That's not binging. That's the opposite. Well, I what do you, what would you rather us be? Bud Light with a pint of lime. <laughs> I think we it might. That's be. bingeable. That might be a vibe. Like Joey said, stop listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> too much <laughs> i think it, there might be a negative effect on the brain if you listen to to us that much let's start we need to know the consequences of all of fitz's terrible actions from the last section oh well things are hot in chapter 20 chapter 20 coterie the intro tells us how independent the six duchies are and says that the fact that they are all under one monarchy but still have their own Nobles kind of proves that, and it also highlights how larger cities and towns have their own city guards, and that they tax and fine lawbreakers to pay for that service. So the chapter opens with Doodles skill harassing Tom, and he's like, Tom, Tom, hey Tom, Tom, and Fitz is like, Tom's not home player, please shut the fuck up. So (laughs) Tom finds himself belly down on the cold stone floor of a jail cell, 
sale. <laughs> I'm from the south. <laughs> it was a jail sale. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Just pretend you're Clef. This is Bung Tan, and the, he was in the jail sale. In a whole grip of pain, he realizes he has a chatty cellmate who delivers him a message from Shade via cryptic speak, and he's told to shut the fuck up. Seeing a theme here. Uh, a flood of questions come to mind for Fitz, and then he realizes he can actually get answers because, duh, he can skill the doodles. He tells about how he murdered those guys and how Henja was there, but this is old news for Dutiful. Um, Dutiful lets him know that Civil did make it back and that Fitz needs to shut the fuck up. Apparently, a triple homicide hasn't happened in ages, and so the whole town is pretty <laughs> hype about it. And, you know, you add in the fact that he savagely killed a giant horse, and yeah, peeps are talking. The gang is trying to come up with a reasonable story to get him free. And in the meantime, he um, just kind of gets to rot away in his jail sale. Cool. So, Vince's <laughs> silly mate gets him some water and he tells him that he's already been there for two entire days, you guys. Two days he's been there already. And he's still there. And they're still trying to come up with a plan. So, in that time, uh, Fancy Lord Golden came by to the jail inquiring out about, a, about a bag of gems that his servant should have been carrying. And it's nowhere to be found, and LG is not pleased. He's not pleased at all. So Fitz is dumb and doesn't realize it was a part of them laying a plan to get him free. And he actually starts to get, like, a little pissed at the crew for not bailing him out by now. Um, because his body is rotting and he's tired, he can't really skill too much, which is kind of a convenient storyline. Uh, Fitz has a dream <laughs> where he's wandering in the snow following Night Eye's footprints in an attempt to join him. But then he wakes back up and damn if he isn't still barely alive in that shitty cell. So the story kind of goes like this in town. Lord Golden and the crew make up a tale that Tom was robbed of his VIP bag of gems, and that's why um, he went to visit Paget and Kepler Laud one. And apparently he wanted the gems bad enough to slaughter three grown men, and then just for the shits of it, he killed the rabid horse, because, like, why the fuck not? And apparently that's reason <laughs> enough to get him out of jail. So the lesson is gems are just really, really important, and do not steal gems. Uh, the gang gets, gets him back to the castle, and he's pretty fucked. His wounds are really bad, and they're festering, and he's pretty much dead. And it's so gross that Doodles actually vomits and gets kicked out of the room while they try to get a game plan going. Shade bullies the coterie into trying to save his life. Meantime, Fitz is ready to die, but he's pissed he didn't get to say goodbye to people like Hap and Ketty and Patience and Birch and Molly, which makes zero sense to me because he's already dead to them, and he has zero intentions of telling them otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So he then sees Night Eyes, but the wolf snarls at him to send him back to the living. And wouldn't you know that the motley gang of remedial skillers actually does it? Shade's knowledge of the human body, the fool's link to fits, and doodles and thick's kind of extra strength uh, all manage to heal his wounds and purge all the pus and the infection from his body. But then they realize that they got a little too hype in the club and they reverse healed him a little too well. So oopsies on that. Then the four coterie members let out a cheer and they jump in the air while simultaneously giving each other a high five. Yeah. <laughs> so four days and four nights pass and Fitz awakens. He's with Ketty in his room and she's trying to feed him warm milk and bread mush, which sounds horrible. And Ketty made a trip to Home Goods this week and she's decked out Fitz's chamber with boho chic rugs and throw pillars. Because if you're going <laughs> to throw pillars, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Go on down to Home Goods and get you some throw pillars for your couch. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, if you're going to entertain, you better make your place look nice. That's what she did. She also hung up that ugly tapestry on Shade's order, which it's just nice to be trolled even when you're dying. So she lets Fitz know that Hap and Jenna stopped by, but that no one's allowed to come in. 
And when he asks her what she's doing there in his room in the middle of the night, she replies, watching you sleep. Which is either very creepy or very romantic, and I'm on team Cat uh, Fitson is what I'm calling them. Mm-mm. She tells him how awful losing him would be because he's the only one who truly understands her whole story, and she smooches him on the forehead and leaves him to sleep. That's where we end. Oh. I'm really glad that we had Clef narrate this chapter. Thank you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on down to Big Town. Big Town. This jail cell smells like whole shit. <laughs> jail cell? We ain't got no windows. You want to wash the car? In in all seriousness, though, it's it's really fucked up that Fitz basically dies again in a jail cell. Yeah, I mean, when he's like, this motherfuckers, it's been two goddamn days and I'm still in this jail cell. And I'm like, yeah, that's all, like ultra shitty. Uh, yeah, especially when your allies are like the queen and a super rich yeah. guy and yeah. like the head of the intelligence brigade. it's like just dig him out just, right like, hey yeah, shade could use one of his lightning there. bombs and just like create a distraction and blow him out yeah, of there nobody would know i mean like that was shitty just blame it on rando lightning and he he's he's awake like five hours a day and when he's awake people are complaining about how bad he smells like he's it's got to be yeah. pretty Not pretty great. fucking depressing his guts got stirred up but he was told to not kill them. So he did kind of do it to him. <laughs> yes, but then Civil also said, hey, save my friend. Dutiful said, hey, save my friend about Civil. Right. So, I mean, mm. mixed messages. Just knock him out. This <laughs> doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, like, you're trying to tell me that Shay doesn't have, like, a neurotoxin that he could, like, knock everyone in the in the jail out with and then just remove fits and then be like guess he escaped <laughs> but for real though like why couldn't he skill blast them i don't think he has that much control no. you also have to be blasting people that have the skill right yeah you um, can't really control can't people that people. are maybe i was thinking of unskilled yeah he could probably do that to he could probably repel them but i think they were repelling him and he was able to like you know shoulder it withstand and keep it. going yeah so hmm. maybe he was thinking they could withstand it. I don't know. I think he's w- probably way better at both magics than most people, other than the fact that he got the shit beat out of him and keeps taking drugs. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Whoops. I mean, he, all right, he had a whole sword go through his belly, so not an yeah. ideal situation for you know using your mind magic. And I think maybe he was also just kind of like, here I am, back in this cell, dying. (laughs) My friends are awesome. (laughs) And I don't have a wolf to bail me out this time. Where once again, my friends have left me to rot. No one is coming to save me. I mean, the PTSD has to be (laughs) heavy. I mean, (laughs) if he's even aware and, like strong enough to even have that much of a, a, a emotion towards it. I feel like he's really just like this withered heap of sludge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then of course because, you know, to interrupt the to thaw the freeze between uh, you know, the fool and Fitz, we have an emergency situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get to connect again, renew the bond. It's romantic, maybe? (laughs) In our eyes, anyway. 
is this romance? Says Fitz, staring at his own entrails floating above his head <laughs> to the left. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and then we have Keddy, who probably definitely has some sort of feelings for Fitz. Everyone's just in denial. Yeah. I think so. I think I think Ketrickin remembers that night. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I do I do wonder if if Fitz I mean, assuming he didn't like immediately go back to Molly, but like if Fitz had actually like taken his rightful place and wasn't immediately murdered for being witted, um like would would Ketrickin have gone there? Ever? I mean, it would have been a good way to solidify his hold on the throne, marry the current queen, claim yeah. the heir as his own, and be like, yo, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Keddy would be down for, like, a secret mist of, what's a mistress, mister? I don't know. I mean, so much of her identity <laughs> <Mister>? is... Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, mister! <laughs> it's my fifth mister. <laughs> mystery man <laughs> a secret compartment but, and then he goes away she's like she's like sad arwen in the future like her, it's like her <laughs> destiny to you know it like to sort of like be this perpetually mourning queen who's arwen Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, is that um, Liv Tyler's character, Moby Face? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm worried. Are you like the one single... non Lord of the Rings fan on this podcast? Oh yeah, no. I'm every right. single Lord of the Rings joke I've made has just gone over your head, probably. I mean, yeah, not like not all of them, but probably. <laughs> we'll say. If you mention okay. all of her jokes are about yes. Liv Tyler, though. <laughs> I mean, if you just say Mopey Face instead of whatever her elf name is. <laughs> oh. oh no! Okay. Anyway, you guys, I can only do. So I much was trying to make once. a point. <laughs> Next podcast, we will read Lord of the Rings. Come and claim him if you. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> I can't roll my R's, but I'm in. <laughs> you can't pronounce half the words in uh in was it Sindarin that they're speaking in the movie? Right. I don't even know. So. Yes, they're speaking Sindarin, but Galadriel speaks in Quenya. Okay, bye. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I have no problem. Her. <laughs> I have another one coming up in this chapter. It's fine. <laughs> I don't remember what I was trying to say. Something about Catrican being sad. <laughs> She's in perpetual mourning and cannot yes. be with Fitz. So it's like part of her public identity, right? Yes. So like if she was going to like So she needs to have a on, secret torrid affair with Fitz in the walls is what you're take saying. Take on a lover. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be I mean, in my opinion, she's been like flirting with Fitz since before she even met Verity. Yeah, well, here's the thing, much. too. After. Well, she has been, 100%. I think she maybe, like, wouldn't it have been fun and romantic if, like, you were promised to Verity and they sent, like, his crappy brother, but then this other guy showed up and you're like, oh, are you Prince Verity in disguise just trying to get to know yeah. me? That's, that's another plot to another book. <laughs> <laughs>
in books with happy endings. I guess so, sure. <laughs> that oh. Don't torture your main characters relentlessly. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, to go back to what Eli said, like, maybe she did kind of see through Verity's magic, but was kind of like, look, I need to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not opposed to either of these situations, so let's go. All right. No, I'm sure she's much purer and and beautiful of mind. (laughs) She's getting down in the tent. She gets to be sad forevermore. Cool. Yes. It's beautiful. It's pure. Just want to be pure. <laughs> it's like in her yurt. <laughs> Dirty yurt. I mean if Catra I mean Catrican really is like I mean I guess she's like in type much more of like you know, like your your standard like fighter, you know, like a Brienne or something. But she's sad and beautiful and lonely like Arwen. <laughs> she that was the Closing of my point. She kissed him. In conclusion, watch Lord of the Rings or read it. <laughs> she well, she kisses him on the forehead after she like spent all of the crown's money decorating his tiny <laughs> cell so that it didn't look like a cell. Maybe she was the one person that realized that like he can't die again in a cell. That's not okay. Wait, they kissed on the mouth at some point in this book. I think that was I in the morning they... scene. That's, that's later or earlier? Earlier, when they were crying about Night Eyes. Yeah, she totally, like, they like kind of made out a little bit there. They didn't make out. Uh, <laughs> it was described a little... They did not make out. They've been, like, putting an extra effort to, to make sure that it's not make out. We gotta go back to yeah. that chapter to read, because there was definitely some... In there. I'm pretty sure it was just described as her kissing him on the mouth. Wet. Yeah, it was just a lip kiss. Yeah, I, I, I remember the words tonsil hockey going on. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> hobby and <laughs> language. Oh, lip kissing mm. does not always mean romance. So, Ashley, you had said in the last section and last episode, how the hell is Fitz going to get out of this? Well, well, skill yeah, healing. Barely just magic. Out of it. Yeah. Magic. The eagles. They're like, let's experiment <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. like, time warping your body insides and see if we can, you know, lasso up those muscle well, you tendons. Know, and... Shade, Shade had read the skill scrolls and the fool had seen Fitz do it with night eyes, and yeah, yeah, and also, <laughs> and they all <laughs> has to be hotter than Paragon. It's they all the really wanted it. This, this point in time, Fitz was not no longer hotter than Paragon because he had a big hole in him, so they had to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then they went too far. Then they were like, "Oh shit!" and back it up, back it up. Like he just kept healing even when they had stopped. He went full boy band. He just went like just. The makeover just kept going until he was too shiny. Yeah, now he has frosted tips. (laughs) (laughs) He still has a mangy beard until he shaves it off. I love love that (laughs) they made him so hot that he's scared of it. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's like, now I'm too hot to wander around Buckheap and have everyone ignore me. Now I can't possibly be a secret assassin. I'm too beautiful. <laughs> Alright, shall we learn about how he recovers? Yeah, right. sounds great. Chapter 21 is called Convalescence. The intro to this chapter talks about the witness stones and how they are Buck's best-reviewed Planned Parenthood location. Quote, Some say that a barren woman can conceive a child there. Others there, a woman can ask the stones to take away that which grows in her womb, and yet still some say they take all types of insurance. <laughs> That's perfect. Fitz wakes up again after his skill surgeries, falls on the floor, and just kind of lays there. He's still doing that to this day, over and over in the apartment above Rachel and Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Golden finds him, and with a little up we go, lifts Fitz with one strong husbandly bicep and puts him back to bed. <laughs> but Fitz is not so easily pleased as we are. Quote, they had given me an invalid's meal of plain oatmeal and a potato. On Lord Golden's <laughs> side of the table, there was a king's feast of everything that Denethor, son of Ecthalion, was eating. <laughs> Fitz hangrily. A lot of tomatoes. He had tomatoes and chickens and everything to drip down your chip. <laughs> I always want to think that that red stripe is really like the tomato, but I think it's just wine. Or blood yeah, from biting just... his own lip. He's making a soup inside his mouth. <laughs> the best kind Sorry. of meal. <laughs> anyway, Fitz hangrily eats his slop or mouth soup and goes back to bed to pout. The fool has struck out. But here comes Chade, up to bat. Uh-oh. Chade asks Fitz if he wants to sit by the fire. What is he, simple? Desperate, Fitz begs Chade for a steak, and it's a grand slam. No more potato for him. <laughs> Chade explains all of the events that led to them abandoning Fitz to die in a dungeon for probably the fifth time. Um, everybody's fighting, and Fitz roared at the fool at one point like a lion hitting puberty. <laughs> Chade spouts the whole logical story, and Fitz is really bitter about it, and Chade talks about Sybil's mother and how she was driven to suicide and how Sybil probably was out there to do a light murder. The piebald spy in Buckkeep turned out to be a groom who was kicked to death by his horse, so by law they have to free that horse now because it's seen too much, and that, that's not really in the book, but that's <laughs> <laughs> what I imagine has to happen. Um, but really... He got angry at Shade um, because he was making his miserable medieval life more comfortable. And how dare you? We don't know the cost. We have to invent a mythology and an afterlife to feel like our suffering will be worth it in another world. But heaven forbid you get rid of your acne and gout. <laughs> Though Shade is tapping thick skill magic, which is kind of rude. And Fitz is so mad that he threatens to be the skill police and forbids Chade from healing himself further. Chade says, no, and leaves. <laughs> 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 then the best lines in the whole chapter are said, quote, I asked, have you ever suddenly realized that there was someone you loved but presently did not like very much? Mm. <laughs> Strange you should ask me that, the fool observed. <laughs> Damn. Fitz passes out from the audacity and wakes up. 
and his meat is all cold and yucky and he can't even eat it, so he cries. Mm. Fitz lays around for a few more days before deciding he's going to fake it till he makes it and asks Lord Golden for a shaving mirror. A mirror for shaving. Lord Golden asks if Fitz thinks that that's wise, as though he suspects there's a secret Voldemort under there. <laughs> Fitz sees himself in the mirror and faints, which is how I feel most of the time, and the fool explains that the skill healed him way more than they meant it to, even after the fool told everyone to stop the healing. He also tells Fitz that Shade thinks he was keeping this healing knowledge from him the whole time. So Fitz goes up to Che's chamber to fix this, but instead he finds Gilly dancing, and he completes his usual ritual of falling asleep and waking up to more food. <laughs> um, Buckkeep Postmates is thriving. <laughs> Fitz reads the scrolls in there about the skill, and Che's diary also about the skill. Chade shows up, and they seem better about each other as they remake Fitz's scars cosmetically and probably give him that cool eyebrow scar that hits on the cheek just below the eye tube because that is what I would request. <laughs> it's also time for children's story time with Man's Flesh by Verdad the Flayer, but it's really just an anatomy book. They talk about Thick and how his body recognizes itself as correct, because it is, and eugenics is bad, thanks. And they also decide that the fool can join the Coterie Club. Um, this chapter had too much talking and not enough horses, but listening to Chade talk about what it's like to feel old and denied the comfort comforts afforded to his family through his life, but now he can finally live broke my heart. And this line at the end of the chapter it is like a cell door has opened, and I am allowed to walk free in the world. I am dazzled by all that I see. A blade of grass is as wonderful to a freed prisoner as is the widespread of a valley. I resent everything that calls me away from this exploration. I do not want to sleep or pause for meals. It is difficult for me to force my mind to the queen's business. What do I care of Bingtown traders and dragons and Narcheskas? The skill has seized my imagination and my heart. Exploring it is all I truly want to do. And it's funny because, wow, okay, we made a whole podcast about those things, but even in this world that we are distracted <laughs> by, a character in it has found something that interests him more, and I just think that's neat. Oh, Aw, that's really nice. Shade would not have binged our podcast. Mm-mm. <laughs> well you know if there's one thing that robin hop excels at it is writing about being old <laughs> yeah i was thinking about that too true <laughs> and honestly the imageries they're just going to get better and more visceral as we continue better and as worse age like cheese. better and worse yes many thoughts about bodies and how they work over time or don't. Oh boy. Luckily, we have Val Lad the Flayer for that. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully, he was flaying people that left their bodies to science. Uh uh. Mm. We also get I'm going to go with a hard no on that one, but. <laughs> colorful commentary Complain. in that book, too. I don't think you earned the term the Flayer if you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was murder. <laughs> I have to murder you for science. No grave robbing. Just murder him for science. <laughs> yes. Do you think they have like a Frankenstein myth in in Realm of the Elder based on Fitz? Yes. 
<laughs> That's why they couldn't strike the jail with lightning. <laughs> I really liked uh, the kind of interlude about Fitz and and trying to come to grips with like how he was remade in someone else's image almost like not the way he thinks of himself but in the way that essentially the fool thought of him and and shade and you know like does he want to be young Fitz, or did he really does he is that why he fought so hard to have his scars you know put back and everything because he's he wants to be tom he doesn't want to be paragon I don't understand. Paragon got the broken nose too, so <laughs> right. Like, does is is there something about is there something about like what he's suffered in his life or something where he's like, I can't go back. I can't look at the boy who used to exist before all these terrible things happened. I mean, there's obviously the part about he he escaped death and he doesn't want to bring that back up, but like. If you look at the way he was in Royal Assassin, he was really embracing the fact that he was no longer like a tool of the Farseers and he was just his own man. And that's kind of the why the reason behind why he you know was so happy to go out and live in obscurity for 15 years. Um mm-hmm. So I think that he that's like kind of him trying to hold on to that even though there's there's no way like he's back in the game um yeah and i i honestly i think it's a little bit stupid because it's stupid i mean never (laughs) even blade doesn't recognize him at this point like I don't know, like, if you got rid of his scars and his hair and everything, like, would everybody suddenly be like, oh shit, he doesn't have a scar now, I think he's Fitz Chivalry. Or he looks... (laughs) He looks exactly like this prince we had 20 fucking years ago that nobody remembers. I think it's Uh, like he looks more like Verity. And so people would be like, wait, what? It's Well, that's true as well, because it's like, with the scars... Or he looks like his father... Yeah, but without the scars, he it's like, if he didn't have the scars, he could be like, well, yeah, I'm clearly not him because that guy had all those weird scars. Like, <laughs> he was stabbed and beaten and all that stuff. I don't have any of that. Yeah, look, so I didn't, a forged wooden didn't bite my shoulder off. Look, see? Yeah. <laughs> I just look, I'm just a weird cousin, like three times <laughs> removed. Sorry. Nobody. Sorry, no, I look like him. Nobody beat me to death. Look, I'm pristine. <laughs> Yeah, they don't have internet or Twitter. This wouldn't be a problem. (laughs) No Google image search. He's fine. No one's reverse image searching him. Yeah. I mean, people who actually knew him would be like, eh, but maybe my memory is faulty. It's been 20 years. I don't know. Like, he looks kind of like him. I've never been convinced that his scars and his broken nose made him look that different. That's one of those, like... Me neither. Me neither. Willing suspension of disbelief situations that I, like... I mean, it would be hard for him to go and be like, hey, Hap, what's up? And Hap would be like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. Magic. (laughs) 
or or to go to Jenna, but you know he doesn't ever really need to go to Jenna again, does he? No. But now he's in some weird in between where he like has his scars back, but like his nose isn't as broken and his face scar isn't as bad. And then he doesn't. Yeah, it's movie hot now. Yeah, and he doesn't have his badger lock anymore, and it's like, I don't know if like if people are gonna believe that he can bring himself back to life because he's witted, like why wouldn't they believe that he could have some type of magic where he could get rid of scars on his exactly. body? Exactly. I think they're more symbolic of his like of his mental state. Really, exactly. Like... It's not. It doesn't have to do with reality. It's what he <laughs> what he wants. And like even like he shade, needs them, their armor. Yeah. Shade didn't like suggest it. He did. Yeah. And like to be honest, Shade came out of the walls after fifty years, looking like King Shrewd. <laughs> uh, how did he explain and no that? Shit. How did he explain <laughs> that? Um, he didn't. Somehow, it doesn't matter. No. He explained it somehow. And Lasers Fitz could be like, I'm fucking Shade's... He could be like, I'm Shade's grandson. Or I'm Shade's son. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It's a dutiful thought really... anyway. Yeah. Well, oh, dutiful just, in his... <laughs> just say that he's he's Lady Times. <laughs> so you were right. I was Lady Times by blow. She had me when she was 85. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. <laughs> She hid me under the veils for a very long time. Wow, that was sounds terrible. It's also the fact that like he's he's obviously like slightly mixed with his mountain mother. Like he can't be exactly mm-hmm. the same as chivalry. He can't be exactly the same as Verity. He's he's not like. Well, their when twin. he was younger, people did say. Remember, Regal thought he saw like Chivalry's ghost or something because he was standing on the side of the road in like the first trilogy. Yeah, no, he definitely looks a lot like his father. I think he's probably he probably just has like a slight. I think he just has like a slightly lighter sh- shade of skin or something and skin tone, and his hair is finer. Yeah, I but I mean, that's, really... not, that's not abnormal in their area. Like, you know, there's no. people in Buck from all over, so right. that's not, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, I think I think it's really just more about, like, what he needs in order to feel like he has a place and a purpose. And well, he's, she... obviously, that's his, his, his whole thing is to deny, deny, deny. He doesn't want not, he doesn't want to dwell in the things that were done to him. But I think that his identity of, of post all of that stuff is important to him, even if he can't articulate it. I mean, it goes back to the Burrich Molly stuff too. Like he can't, yeah. he's, it's the same exact thing. He can't, he can't admit that he's that same person. Can't bring it up. Yeah. Anything else from this chapter? Just there's a coterie, no. cool. <laughs> okay. We can explain the Denethor reference to Ashley. <laughs> don't don't waste your care. time. <laughs> she doesn't care. It's a great scene. Alright, when you're ready, please take us into chapter two. I 22. would love to. Alright, chapter twenty two is connections. The intro is a letter from some Bitch ass spy that Shade sent to Alice as Lavoyle. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll learn to say as Lavoyle and rereader. Uh, this guy complains about every step that he took to get to the island and then proceeds to only investigate the small 
stretch of beach that he landed on and none of the glacier itself, which is apparently most of the island. The whole account is pretty much a waste of time except for one interesting bit where he naps against some kind of unfinished skillstone statue and has a dream that he's with a bunch of six duchies people who are trapped in a stone prison. Hmm. <laughs> so Fitz, much like us, now spends his days in his secret room away from everyone else, sleeping and eating. During Fitz's recovery, he spends much time with Shade going over various spy reports, like the shitty one I just read. The reports of the Rainwild Dragons are especially frustrating to them because they seem too fantastic to even be real. They're doubly frustrating to us, though, because we know that much of the information is actually true. Very awkwardly, Fitz one day rediscovers in Shade's Tower the feathers that he found on the other's beach. A coward, Fitz refuses to tell the fool and sleeps with the feathers under his bed. <laughs> They're definitely made of wizard wood, and at night, Fitz dreams of Nettle, who weeps over the quarrel between Birch and Swift. I don't know if that has anything to do with the wizard, but, but I wanted to point that out. They definitely are. Uh, he continues to be an excellent deadbeat dad, liking her skill tweets, but refusing to go visit her in person. <laughs> One day, somewhat stronger, Fitz goes to see Lord Golden. He finds Hap there trying to barge into his room. Yikes, he says when he sees the ragged near corpse of Tom Badgerlock. But he nonetheless stays and tells his father about how Svanja's a real hoe now. And he's only <laughs> dating her, or he was only dating him because his rich, her rich sailor boyfriend was away. Hap also decided he is only wearing clown makeup from now on. <laughs> full clown like all of us Fitz notices that Hap's Apple Watch is playing the boys of summer on repeat but he says nothing about it that's right don't say anything Fitz because you've definitely got problems of your own after Hap leaves Fitz sheepish, sheepishly brings the feathers heartbroken that Fitz took so whoa 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 whoa, whoa. fuck this up uh <laughs> Fitz sheepishly brings the feathers that he found on Other's Beach to the Fool. Um, the Fool is, like, basically pretending to not give a fucking shit because he's mad at Fitz. And uh, pretends to not give a shit at all and then goes and cries in his room. Fitz thinks to himself that he feels like he killed the Fool. And... Uh, Shit, I I uh I fucked this up real bad. <laughs> Copy paste errors all over the place. Um We've he, never done this before. Yeah. Quote He felt like a child who takes something apart to see how it works and ends up with a handful of pieces. With that, Fitz goes to take a sad nap. Fitz is awoken in Shade's extremely safe and exclusive tower by someone bending over him. So what does he do? Of course, he uh, he chokes the ever-loving shit out of him. That person turned out to be Prince Dutiful. Good job. Good thing he's an affable sort of prince, I guess. Um, also, he's not supposed to know about the tower, but it turns out Dutiful and Thick have become thick as thieves and go everywhere together. And that not all that... Dutiful knows about... Blah, blah, blah. No. Wow, bad. That's... Wow. 
These are all this is magic. Bad, but you bad know what, Eli? You nailed saying rereader on the intro. So it's all about that. Dutiful drops the bombshell that that he knows all about Fitz. And when she was afraid that Fitz would die, Ketrigan told Dutiful all about how Fitz helped Verity in those first three books that we read uh, and all about the Stone Dragons. Dutiful was able to piece together even more because he paged with patience and he read a bunch of letters from Verity to Chivalry from when Fitz was a kiddo. In these letters, Fitz is referred to as Birch's little tomcat or just Tom. And so now we're full circle. Exciting to me was the mention that Ketrikin calls Fitz sacrifice, and that to her means that she thinks he deserves to be king of the six duchies. Don't you think that'd be good? <laughs> that'd be pretty good, right? Oh, uh, he gets uh, pissed and just goes on murder sprees. There's a war, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "It's on the king." It's yeah. Wow, Pharaoh just got fucking nuked. What happened? <laughs> some guy with an axe just went tearing through there and no one could stop him oh. <laughs> blowing up the pyramid that crime app is just like ba-ding ba-ding ba-ding, ba-ding. <laughs> king fitz chivalry is on the rampage please stay indoors <laughs> anyway fitz reels from the news that his carefully kept secret has finally been discovered but it turns into a bit of a heart of heart with dutiful as they talk about verity the chapter ends with Dutiful informing Fitz that the piebalds responding to Loudwine's death um, has been has led to uh, the the old blood basically thinking that they might get murdered if they they even show up to this old blood convocation with the queen. Um, uh, so they are asking for additional assurances that nothing bad is going to happen to them. Ketrigan is apparently butting head with shades over this matter. And is now negotiating with the old blood on her own, which I think is pretty cool. I love Shade. He's 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 just too good, though. You know, you gotta you gotta butt heads with him sometimes to make things interesting. Yeah, he's pretty conservative. Yeah, yeah. like just in terms of like his actual policies, like he does, he's trying to keep the status quo. Yeah, he's not conservative in his own actions, but right. But he he's trying to, you know, he's trying to keep everything the way it is because right. right now it's it's working. It's, it's working, yeah. Um, how pissed is Fitz, though, when he finds out that that secret hope of people recognizing him and, like, that whole, like, the music playing and everybody being like, oh, my God, it's Fitz Chivalry happened while he was unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> the graduation music. Because <laughs> he'd never admit it, but he definitely wanted, he definitely wanted that. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, he, for sure. I think he's he's a bit proud of the fact that he's like semi-famous. Uh but <laughs> he I mean he doesn't want to be that slave to the throne, but he definitely wants to be he's got that a bit of vanity going on there. He definitely wants to be known for all the cool things he did and I don't blame him. Oh, shucks, it was just a little bit of murdering. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that Dutiful was finally told that his, 
that his not dad is a dragon now. Like, I guess he's been going this whole time not know- thinking that his dad just abandoned him and went to hike in the woods. Yeah. To the store. <laughs> I mean, I do like that whole conversation they have because it's nice that, like, somebody knows the truth now and he can actually talk to him in that way. Plus, he's definitely basking a little bit in the idea that, you know, Dutiful now knows who he is and thinks yeah. he's great. But the truth is so is so scarce, right? And the fact that, like, all it needed to be done was shared with one person and it took 18 years or however old Dutiful is to get told the truth. That's well, and is this the same chapter where he's like, I guess I never really asked anybody for more information. Like... You know, he's telling me about these letters about patients and where my name Tom came from and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah. but I never, he's like, I never bothered to say like, hey, does anybody have any more information about my life that you could share with me? Mm-hmm. I think she just never asked about his father, probably because he just, you know, I mean, like Verity is, is known as this, you know, hero that saved the six duchies, whereas, you know. Fitz was the bastard son of chivalry and forced him to abdicate the throne, so I guess he just didn't want to open up that wound. Oh yeah, there's a lot of psychology going on there. I mean, I think it was it was about being abandoned and not caring and protecting himself, and because chivalry never even tried to know him, and we know why that that happened. But for Fitz, it was just pure abandonment. So why should he be? curious about this person who was who he believed was not curious about him mm-hmm. patience she kept she kept a lot of stuff <laughs> to herself for once crazy how and i'm surprised she didn't share that stuff with him just she could have blue. Fitz also did not listen to everything she said that's also he... yeah that's true <laughs> there was yeah. a lot of spacing out because i mean she was calling him tom i'm pretty sure she, she was like I mean, obviously she was alluding to that, but. Mm -hmm. I really love that um, she taught dutiful, really basic skills like, hey, I can't cook, so you learn how to cook so you can fend for yourself and me. (laughs) And that Lacey taught him. Yes. Patience is badass. She was giving herself tattoos and making paper and. I did feel like I, I grew to like dutiful more in this chapter just because he showed that he is competent and he does know what's going on rather like i you know he's kind of been more kid-like prior to this Mm -hmm. chapter whereas this chapter he seems like okay i can see this person becoming king one day a little bit more he can heat up food he should definitely get to be king Beautiful Just in how he like talked to Dutiful's talk like to a he's like a Mary Sue but in a teenager kind of way where they're they're smart for a teenager but they have no experience so they're still like just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know maybe he maybe being confronted with the reality of like his heritage is like look this broken man who's dying <laughs> like. That could be you someday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something to look forward if, to. If this guy yeah. gets 
<laughs> yeah, if this guy exits the narrative, then, like, you have to do all the shit he was going to do. Like, you get to take out the garbage, too, because we need someone to do that. He's the one doing it currently. <laughs> and that would that would sober me up pretty fast to be like, wait, I don't always have I don't always get to be the prince who's going on dragon slaying adventures. I also have to, like, get stabbed <laughs> in a jail. <laughs> Go rot somewhere for a few days. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> and maybe also seeing the limitations of the crown, like the fact that Ketrikin didn't just stop the world and go save him. Maybe he thought that that was something, you know, there are limitations. Shade went letter. Yeah. That was one of, one of the reasons she is currently not super happy with taking all of his advice. She's doing what she wants. Because she would have just marched down there and be like, this is Fitzchivalry Farseer, I'm taking him back next I mean, I, I yeah. get it though, because like at a certain point, she's like, god damn it, I'm the fucking He's queen. freaking dying. I, do, like, I should be yeah. able to do Fuck this. I want. But it would have fucked some shit up. It would not have been a great situation. I mean, who gives yeah, a Yeah, but like all the soldiers live in her house, okay, so... That's that's monarchy. Mm-hmm. Um I do like the fact though that after after butting heads that dutiful and thick now appear to be Yeah. Bros. It's yeah. really sweet. He's got the good life now. Yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. It's one. It's great for thick because he definitely likes nice things, and hanging out with the prince is going to afford him access to nice things. He gets clothes and clothes. He's bathing sugar now. cakes. Yeah, and I think that dutiful could, you know, will definitely benefit from a friend that he has to think about different points of view in order to communicate with. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a good job with it so far. Yeah. Plus, they get to go and he's like, hey, you want to see all the hidey holes in the yeah. castle? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, gosh, cool. I hope he doesn't It's like find... not even anything crazy. It's just like having a friend and having... Having a friend. Having lots of sweets and, you know, not getting beat up on all the time. Mm-hmm. Anything else? In this chapter? Oh, the feathers? Yeah, 100% Wizardwood. <laughs> Wizzywood! Wizzywood! So he... He kept... So when he recovered them in the last section, he, like, carried them around with him all the time. Did you guys notice that? He, like, kept them in his sleeve. <laughs> Is that why the voices are talking to him in the Skill River? Because he's carrying around the Wizardwood and he's got them? Hmm. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Are the feathers are the feathers talking? You think they're... I don't know. I do I do like that, you know, the fool continues to hold his grudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just like, no, I'm not I may have saved your life, but uh I, I see a lot of myself still not talking. In, in the fool's grudge holding ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you would tell me that. The sarcasm is so dry. I love it. Um, okay, let's move on to the next 
the next chapter. I'm not doing any of them. Your Chapter... Chapter 23, correct? Yes. Revelations, or how I learned to stop badger locking and love the fits. <laughs> which... I... <laughs> nice. <laughs> which... I think that I actually wrote that thinking that that, w- that was actually probably a previous chapter, but that's fine. <laughs> um, the intro is about the unwitted and the accounts of proper Game of Thrones style warging, which is to say that you can you can definitely jump into your wit beast and be an animal, which is how you do it in Game of Thrones. Um. But it's disparaged and gross, and it's to be cast out, so say the old bloods. But the piebalds, in contrast, are a-holes, and totally, <laughs> they're totally willing to take up residency up in their wit-beasts, like, forever on. And there's even an account involving swallows and parakeets, and where you could probably, like, extend your life by a couple centuries. And it just sounds kind of gross and weird, and no one should do it. Pretty sure it was a tortoise and geese, but tortoise and geese, <laughs> old animals. Yeah. Uh, par- a new parakeet body every week. It's called the Galapagogi Galapa Galapa Galapa. Get out of here, Galapa Galapa. Get out of here, Glorfindale. Um, oh God, Fitz is feeling better. Winter is on its way out, and his joints are crackling. I've never heard of that. Um, Fitz is headed into town, um, and it, and he's he's mounting his much neglected my black. Um, so an honorable mention of my black in this chapter. He's visiting old Gendas to find out that Hap is sucking considerably less these days, and is off to do some actual inspired carving on I think a headboard. Is that right? I think it was a headboard. Sounds awesome. Um, and then quick. Quickly, Fitz is headed over to Jenna's shop, and after a brief, super awkward exchange about Hap's love life, we discover that Jenna has properly fallen prey to the hate-speechy town gossip after Fitz only offers up a shade-made tale of that time when he killed a couple dudes and a horse in, town, in the town square. And Jenna seems skeptical and kind of mildly chalks it up to Fitz being a Whitby's bastard with hyperviolent tendencies. The hyperviolent <laughs> tendencies is kind of true, actually, but only when it's completely warranted and not because of the wolf stuff. I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fitz tries to explain the intricacies of piebald uh, blackmail tactics and old blood politics, but Jenna, like a proper bigot, is immune to logic and reason. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. She claims she doesn't hate him, and she closes the shutters of the windows to make sure that no one sees her cavorting with the half-beast blood-starved maniac. No judgment. He killed her childhood friend, Pageant. Wasn't that Pageant? Pageant, Fit, yeah. Which we've, sure. we've, we found out that, that one of the guys that... Not, not Bloodwine... Um, loud wine, not loud wine, but Pat Paget was uh, a childhood friend of Jenna. The big guy and who was told... coaching or choking. Blah, blah, blah. The big, the big guy who was choking, dude, or Sybil. 
Civil. Civil. Choking the shit out of Civil. This guy deserved to die, but... Well, they were I mean, ch- I would have choked the shit out of Civil. Everyone, <laughs> everyone would have. And, and this, this bigoted lady can't have it. And so Fitz's soul is, you know, like, maybe forfeit or some such, and this already pagan lady, pagan witch lady, will definitely pray for him or something. And then she's kind of like, oh, but do you want some tea? um and then after fitz properly ends this useless obstacle of a relationship which we all know that it is we all move on we're all happy to move on and we're reminded however that we will miss fennel more than anything as out on the steps or the stoop in front of jenna's shop he offers up to fitz meow the cold isn't so bad it only kills you if you can't keep moving meow Sage words, Fennel. Sage words. And then we get a sip of Night Eyes as Fitz is, you know, pitying himself. He says, the pack is the whole of you. Your life is in the pack. Man, don't we all miss that furry little guy? I do. Um, And then, (laughs) as if nothing else had, had just happened, nothing terrible just happened, we are off to the practice courts, and Fitz is fighting Delory, and he loses terribly, and she says he's, like, hitting a stick man. And then, <laughs> if that's if that's not insult enough, he goes on to make a grown, to make grown army men tear up at the look of his shitty mangled body as he disrobes <laughs> for the community soul pass. <laughs> Which, damn. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Um, and then on his way up to uh, Lord Golden's chambers now, Fitz is, is getting himself all pissed off and realizes that he's too tired to be pissed off. So he disrobes again from his, wait for it, a sweat-soaked shirt. So we get, I feel like it, it's almost a drinking game um, where he, <laughs> if you're binging, if you're binging our podcast, you would be very drunk if every time we mentioned one of Fitz's shirts, um, this is one of those times. Take a drink. Um, but why did he take a bath? He's removing Jenna's charm because F that B. And then Lord... <laughs> Which is weird because like, if it were me, I'd be like, this thing's got magic and it works. I'm using it. Like If you're in any game, you're playing any role-playing game, you're like, I don't care who this came from. I don't care if it came from Satan's but asshole. If you're playing the game. Yeah. I'm... I, I have to look cute. You would have taken it off. Fine. All right. You're truly yeah. role-playing. I'm just in it to win it. Um, Lord Golden, or the rather the fool, wants to show Fitz something. And it's not entirely unsexy the way that the fool shows off his really kind of sick back tats. And it, there's <laughs> there's a lot of kind of sensuous body revealing yeah the way that he's actually like shivering from fear and sadness it's super hot <sighs> it's a little <laughs> sexy Jesus, and... like <laughs> just like truly the way you manage to sap all meaning from this scene is just amazing <laughs> to me <laughs> you're you're welcome and oh shit <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just the fool just gives him a, a cute little over the shoulder. Ooh, you want to see more? <laughs> oh my god! 
And um, it turns out that the fool, like uh, the Nancheska, has, <laughs> has, has the same... He has the same serpentine back tattoos. So he's got the snakes and ladders on, on his back, just like... Well, I don't know if there's ladders, but there's definitely some snakes. I think they're dragons. I'm not sure. But they're on. They're all up on his back, and we learned that they were bestowed on him as a child when... He was in the Hogwarts School of Profiteering, <laughs> <laughs> which I this place is very poorly described at any point in the books. But I can't. I I have a hard time picturing what the fuck goes on there. But there's this is a place where 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 white prophets get get schooled, and I I don't know if they have like you know a defense of the dark arts or defense of the fits. I don't know. Um, and then the order came from none other than the Pale Woman, who also commanded the fool to be kept there for who knows how long. And um, Fitz stupidly asks why, and the fool explains that no one defies the Pale Woman. She is all-powerful and always to be heeded. So we learn that she is a force to be reckoned with somewhere south of Gamalia. Um, at that school of profiteering. Then the fool explains convergence. We are coming to a convergence, but the fool is sad. Death will try to take Fitz yet again, and the fool just can't live with that. He just can't. He's had enough of it. And if they don't succeed, they'll both die, and the world will suck a lot. If Fitz lives, though, they will win, and children will run around in the streets happily, and they'll be looking out for dragons and stuff, and... Everything will be great. Getting picked off by dragons. Lots of dragons. Like shih tzu and good dragon stuff. Be great. Um, in order to succeed, they must go to Prince Dutiful's quest. They must go on Prince Dutiful's quest with him at, to the glacier. And instead of killing Icefire, they will, must wake him up so they can watch net, so that he can watch Netflix and chill with Tintaglia and get prolific. You get my meaning. And then finally, the fool divulges to Fitz one of his oldest prophecies. This time in at Asviul, As it is the fool's turn to die, which is really sad, and we don't want that to happen. But we're gonna figure something out. We're not gonna let that happen. Come on, guys. We're not gonna fucking. Let There's that a whole happen. other trilogy, isn't there? You can't die. So much we can do. Well, I mean, people die. They just don't stay dead. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this um, is the narrator of these trilogies, and he's died like this boys. whole entire yeah. series is Four actually times. called no. Cats. <laughs> we just don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Nine lives. Star. Everyone has a visible butthole. <laughs> okay. So present well presented butthole. I thought I did a decent job of conveying the sexy scene. I don't know. There so wasn't anything sexy about that scene, Joey. What? He was terrified. Before well, we move on to the sexy scene, can we just let's just zip up Jenna? Oh, okay, God, so I hear you. <laughs> I understand why you've had such a bad taste in your mouth about Jenna since I was all team Jenna, and you're like, no, Jenna. Now I get it. <laughs> she's a simple woman with a simple brain, and she's been, you know, she's a sheep. Watching Fox News. She's yeah. a sheep. You know, I didn't like her before this book. So. <laughs> oh. 
really Joey said it's confirmation bias, but I think it just means I'm a good judge of character. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, you mean like the first times you read these books? I'm like, you I read think the she was seen. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, until you reminded me that she was a beard, but she's a beard. What do you mean she's a beard? <laughs> she has a she's beard. A beard. She has a beard. Did we not talk well, about I mean, this? Wait. Who has a what beard? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my theory. It's my theory. Jen has a beard. For who? For Fitz. Oh. Because he can't admit his true feelings for the Except for we've never seen... I mean, I don't think we need to force anything onto Fitz. I think if he's if he's not sexually attracted to somebody, he's not sexually attracted to somebody. We don't need to say that he's out there trying to hide that from people. We have Yeah, Rachel. We have no text to actually support Well, I mean, regard regardless of his feelings for the fool or whatever she's, they may or may not be, he was still hiding with Jenna regardless. Well, he was hiding from himself with Jenna, if we're being honest. Well, yeah. Right. There was some kind of hiding. He was a workman-like situation. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're all glad that it's over. Thanks for bringing it back. But we will miss, we will miss Fennel. Yes. Yeah, Fennel's Fennel the goddamn best, and hopefully we'll run into him Fennel... casually in the streets of Bingatown. Yeah, he's going to show up again. I mean, Buckkeep. We're in Buckkeep, not Bingatown. I mean, if Fennel wants to travel through the cursed shores to get to Bingtown, that's fine, too. That would be really cool, like, if this was a video game, and then you get to Bingtown, and, like, you're walking around, and then you see Fennel the cat walk by, and you're like, hey, cool Easter Fennel, Fennel joins your cat, fucking party, are you kidding? And then this he was just pro- hops on top of you and is like, coming yeah. up. <laughs> coming up, and that's, that's his move. That's you just have to move. give him fish. It's like, you just have to give him You guys, fish. I was sitting on my patio the other night Butter. with friends, we had a fire, and it was nice, and then one of my friends saw a little baby possum in my backyard, <gasps> and he started to climb up one of the fence posts. And I'm with, like, there are four people, and I went, coming up, <laughs> and nobody <laughs> got it. And I'm just like, you don't understand how cute it is. Yeah, that's why this, that, that, that moment in time, that's where this podcast lives. Right in there. Yeah, we're, the, to, to, to every listener that ever said, oh, now, oh, no, Fitz, stop the thing that you're doing to their partner or friend who has <laughs> Knows nothing about these books. We're here for you. Fitz Feists. Fitz Feists. Greasy bones. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the Fixes Feists. Fitz Feists. Feists. Very cute. All right. Very cute. Let's, let's talk about the back tats. Because this is a lot of information about the fool yes. that we The fool was pinned down as a child and forced to be tattooed for hours on end. Anybody out there, you know what we're talking about if you've had tattoos. That's not a pleasant experience. Full back, full color. Yeah, a little That's tip. That's a lot of work. Uh, in in probably like one sitting, too. Yeah. Which is and just... those shading needles, they, they hurt, okay? Yeah. And it's probably the tapping kind, because these guys don't have electricity. I mean, maybe they do in at Hogwarts school profiteering, but yeah. <laughs> so... And can't that pale woman make it hurt even more when she wants to? Well, that's what she does with the Narcheska. Which it makes it seem Nanchesca. like maybe she's not aware of the fool's whereabouts right now. Like, if she knew that 
he was so close to Fitz and that they were on this mission and they were coming her way, like you'd feel like she'd be doing something to him to torture him. So Yeah, it sounds like he, yeah, he hadn't point. experienced it yet. So maybe But he's yeah, either, scared, that's for I, sure. Yeah. Either it's not possible to do it to his specific tattoo or she yeah, she's unaware of him. Well, he did say what, to... like she found a new way to hurt people right. or something. There is something. Well, like I just, that. I, I want to read the part where he's explaining the motivations when he thinks he says, "Perhaps we both dreamed of these creatures of sea serpents and dragons, but perhaps it is what you do with an extra white prophet: cover him over so he is no longer white." It has shamed me to be marked like this at her will. It is worse now to know that the Narcheska is also decorated with the pale woman's markings, as if she claimed us as her tool, her creatures. And then Fitz says, but why did they obey her? How could anyone do a thing like that? He laughed bitterly. She is the white prophet, come to set time in a better path. She has a vision. You do not question her will. So... What do we think about the fool calling himself a white prophet? So now we learn that he's a he's a renegade. He's mm-hmm. a renegade. He's an imposter, and we're 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 paying attention to the wrong storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it sounds like there is a large cult or a lot of resources behind this pale woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where is she right now? Like, we're, like, on the map. Icebergs. Where's, where's this lady? I think what's really important is that she took someone like the fool who thought that they were or thinks that they are a white prophet, marked him, and she's done now the same thing to the Narcheska. So that implies that she is fairly important, or at least in the same vein of rivalry or um, or like a, the same kind of problem that the fool would have been when he was marked. Yeah. Right? Like... Maybe she just got a really good dye job and she's actually also a white prophet. Oh, and the Narcheska? Yep. That, but her eye that's... color, she has black eyes. Those are contacts. Contacts. <laughs> <laughs> we we've watched this movie. Those are contacts. all the Jamillions have colored <laughs> contacts. <laughs> they're a thick glass, and they cut through eyes sometimes. But they're totally. Has she legit. ever spoke in rhyme or meter? Can anyone remember? <laughs> I don't. I'm still. I I still want to know. I felt like that scene was kind of sensual. I don't know. I'm sorry. I know that the. I know that the fool was scared and upset but there was definitely like a reassurance thing and a... you're also coming from Fitz's perspective mm. where like he's been at odds with the fool for a long time and he right. just wants to like make it right and this is kind of like making it right a little bit maybe I don't know like just the fact that they're sharing this you know bad experience that the fool has had with each other who else could the fool have shared this information with you know i don't think no one in bucky 
I went in Bucky. Maybe Jack. You think Jack knows? Jack I don't think I'm just, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just... Golden with the same person. Jack. I think stripping down to skin at all is very unusual for the fool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he... They didn't like it. He was incredibly vulnerable. Also, like, he definitely seems to have a level of shame about even having these tattoos. Plus, it was a secret that was being kept after he found out that Narteska has the tattoos. It was a lot going mm-hmm. on, but... And he's like, oh, shit, she does have those tattoos? Well, I guess this is gonna be fucking relevant, and it's yeah. gonna hurt to explain. But now I know exactly who we're dealing with. But why he thinks he's going to die when he gets to... As you go. <laughs> He's a prophet. What is How that? are we? Is, is it Aslavial? Aslavial. Aslavial is what I say. How does the, something the audio Icelandic. say it, Joey, for real? I don't know. I don't, I can't All even right. remember anything. I kind of, I just, I say it Aslavial. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't even know how to pronounce the, the J. I like so the wise. jaw noise, but I, I do admit that it's probably a yaw noise. I don't know. People keep saying Svanja instead of Svanya, so I don't know what to say anymore. I say Svanya. <laughs> I say Svanya too. I think you should say whatever you like until someone gives me the illustrated map and pronunciation guide and appendices and yeah, other stuff. Where Jesus are all of our charts? What do you want? Blood samples? Yes. I want heights. I want birthdays. I want. What is our what is our abbreviated version of this island going to be? Ass. Just call as it the ice- island. As the isle. 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 As town isle. As the isle. As the isle. As the isle. As the isle. the iceberg. <laughs> the iceberg. <laughs> ice fire island. Fire Island. Island, yeah. <laughs> Where there's a dragon and all the gays go to vacation in the summer. <laughs> we have an island like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, Here they go. Another word for Cheska. Narnancheska Tucket. That's the one. It's Maine. So, I'm yeah. telling you, it's Maine. We're, you know, Fitz has known the fool for nigh on 20 years. And the fool has even said, you know me more than anyone else. And yet we didn't know where they grew up. We didn't know that there were other white prophets. Current white prophets. Yeah, I feel like we've heard that before. He said that that there are white prophets, but not current competing white prophets. Oh, that's true. Like, hey, by the way, I might be a heretic and... um, I've been leading you to your death multiple times, but I might not be right. (laughs) I might not be, like, the one. (laughs) I might be a knockoff of some kind. A competing prophet for a religion. I've been- I've been over-inflating your catalyst ego all this time. (laughs) Anti-pope mood. (laughs) Let us attack and dethrone- Excommunicated pope. But I mean, he's- how um, I don't know, like to to question his authenticity at this point seems stupid because he's led them through some like crazy fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, we know what story we're in, so obviously we're going to be predisposed to being like, no, our prophet is the real prophet, and the other prophets are fake prophets. 
but how many people are supporting and one like know who because like fools of profit and secrecy are the other people loud and proud and out are they do they have a strong following supporting them like what's going on with that it seems like she's got a lot more resources than the fool does the fool's got one yeah but like why does she have those resources i don't know she's got raw bread but they did lose the war. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's like she can't be that Buckkeep great. is a backwater that doesn't have windows, but like they consider the Isle Islands like a backwater. They've got tattoo guns. Yeah. Because they had dragons. They don't have tattoo guns. <laughs> I thought we decided they were hand poked. <laughs> Well, I mean, they probably were hand poked, but they could have. They could. Yeah. They could have tattoo gun. Maybe they found one on the Wait, beach or something. Wait, batteries. So, oh, uh, <laughs> Ice Fire needs to get with Tintaglia, and they need to make babies. Is that that's what he said? Yes. That seems to be the plan. What? So the, that humans can be terrorized the, once yeah. more. Because it the, makes sense, though. The dragons that came from the serpents are too weak and sickly and so she's got to make more here's my shit though like if they just told tintaglia that there was potentially a dragon out near these islands they wouldn't have to do shit she would haul her ass over there acid spit those motherfuckers and bust him out of there and they would be fine like nobody would have to put any of this effort in there and then nope. we might save like two books or something. <laughs> tag nope. getting in okay, there, this is getting an a bow friend, and she likes whapping it. Do stuff because they're bugs, and she doesn't care. Is she, she's, and I know there's the argument that she's in charge of feeding the babies, but they'll be fine. Well, I mean, it could be perhaps that, like, you know, she doesn't have time to fly there in case you know he's dead or something, and. She needs to keep feeding the sickly baby dragons just in case. Right, but, like, are these sickly baby dragons even going to make it? Like, wouldn't, if you knew that you had, like, the potential to create offspring out on an island, I think, like, it's worth the risk. You're like, bye. Maybe she's just waiting for the confirmation that he's alive. Maybe. Yeah, she doesn't. she's she go. Would she be into what? him? I mean, he may be. He <laughs> Sorry, may I was suck. yawning. Do we bore you, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> That's I said, which opener. is why she needs them to go and see that he's alive. <laughs> oh, I see. I mean, yeah, she could send her little minions, but like they couldn't even get Ketrikin to help them. And what are they going to do? Land a, on a on a giant iceberg and they're going to be like ice? By... What is this? Yeah. Right, and not get murdered by you know raw bread and his ilk. Get Eddie. I don't. She, well, I I don't know a lot about Tintaglia, but I don't know like would she be interested? She's <laughs> she's interested uninterested in, in many most things. She's interested in anything that's going to further the dragon race. Yeah. Her um, mission number one is more dragons. All right. Well, then she's down. Tintaglia would be interested <laughs> in a dragon-shaped anime pillow. She is. <laughs> she's down for that. Husband, husband, do husband, do. I don't know what you call it. Waifu, husband. What's the other one? I was just gonna say she just needs a, a dragon boyfriend pillow. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we said. Um, okay, let's, let's go on to chapter twenty-four. 
Chapter 24 is called Connections. Uh, the intro comes to us from Wifflin, a wise old priest of the true faith saw. He explains how the white prophet religion must be a bunch of bullshit because he's barely heard of it and contradicts and it contradicts itself and he feels sorry for those poor deluded albinos. Thanks, Wifflin. You can go now. Um, so Fitz has just found out some top secret information about the fool who finally just let him in again a bit after all this time. So instead of just appreciating that connection, naturally he has to go and betray him immediately. Um, he takes his wasted body and sprints up the stairs to his workroom, screaming for Shade and the skill and sending Dutiful and Thick on a wild search, only to find Shade sitting there in the tower waiting for him because he has his own message. Of course, Fitz doesn't let him speak. He just stands there and pants a lot like an idiot who just tried to run up the stairs and catch the subway after not moving from his couch for seven months of quarantine. And what, was that just me? (laughs) Uh, once he catches his breath a little, he spills out the whole tale, and Shade is a bit skeptical because he's still hanging on to that theory that the pale woman and the keeper elf are dead because no one's seen them for a while. That and the idea that there's no dragon because of his spy who ran out of money said so. So, both agree, however, that the fool should definitely not go to A-Town? A-Island? A-Town! <laughs> I Island. I Spire Island. Um, That's y'all. Shade even offers. <laughs> Shade even offers. Aberg. Still- Aberg. Asberg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not, definitely not go on a vacation to Icefire Island. Uh, Shade even offers to lock him up in a fancy, comfortable dungeon if that would make Fitz feel better. <laughs> Fitz mostly just doesn't want the fool to die, but also doesn't want to actually talk to him about his feelings, and I hate him. Um. Yep. So, also, Fitz is now transferring out of Lord Golden's service into the Queen's Guard so that Shade has better access to him, and then so that it makes sense for him to accompany Dutiful to meet with the Old Blood delegation and accompany him to Icefire Island. Um, So, cue the montage of Fitz being accepted into the Guard and being proud of his Fox badge and bailing on his bunk in the barracks for the comfort of his workroom. And practicing with the guards, despite his still weakened state and getting bruises, he refuses to heal with the skill and eating too many sweets with Thick. Uh, he also spends some time with Hap and says they talk like friends now and hilariously complain- compares it to that time when time with Burish just before Regal killed him. <laughs> what a reference point. Um, so Fitz also takes up his position as Skillmaster again. He finally manages to open Shade up to the skill, but of course Shade dives right in and starts trying to explore the river, extending himself out, and Fitz has to piece him back together like some kind of stringy Humpty Dumpty. He's not happy about <laughs> it. He also tries to get uh, get them to learn to function as a coterie and have Dutiful tap into Thick's strength to try and skill a message to Shade. It goes pretty poorly the first time. And then while Fitz is waiting for them to arrive for take two, he monologues about how much he still hates Sybil and doesn't trust him at all. And it takes uh, takes the prince arriving <laughs> and telling him that he trusts Sybil because he trusted him with his cat, and invoking the name of Night Eyes for Fitz to get it at all. When Thick and Shade arrive, skill lessons begin again, and they try to have Dutiful use Thick to reach Shade again, but Thick's music is too distracting. Shade then asks to hear the music, and so Thick lets loose his full strength at all of them, and they're all shocked. And then, basically all the other people in the skills proverbial ears prick up at the sound of the music, and Shade calls them all to Buckkeep to join the Coterie. Huh. Dutiful hears Nettle and Fitz panics, but soon he's distracted by that mysterious voice again, the one that now says, I know you, I see you now. No one else hears it, and they basically all think Fitz is nuts. 
Oh my god, so so uh, Denethor got on the hornblower and called everyone in. <laughs> he really, I feel like he overstepped himself there, but he's been dealing with that. Does that shock you? <laughs> he's been dealing Oh, are I'm you just worried. a complete rando who could probably be a bad guy? Come to Buckheath Castle. <laughs> we'll give you all our secrets and access to the prince. <laughs> hey everyone, come here now. Who the fuck is this? Who's telling us to come? <laughs> to Buckheath? Thanks, Nettle. Please come. Join the story. They're being compelled. It's not going to be Nettle because we're just going to lock Nettle in her room <laughs> and instead we're going to get a bunch of randos that we that's, don't care. That's what Fitz is like, counting on. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Good. Bunch of fucking NPCs with very low skill tendencies. <laughs> get out of here. People too useless like to respond. I like that counting. I like that Fitz is counting on Burge just like locking Nettle up though. He's like, he'll take care of that for me. <laughs> is that deja vu? Like, yeah, Every time I get deja vu, is that someone trying to skill to me to tell me to come and embrace my power, embrace my future, <laughs> embrace my destiny? Where it's just like, that? go to your room! Go to your room and here's ten locks. Think about what you've done! I have to go to Buckheap Castle and become a skill mistress! No, Nettle like, is no. like, she's playing that like, I'm your daughter... I'm a daddy's girl. I'm not. You don't know anything about the skill. Like I'm gonna wander off. You're gonna be fucking clueless. That's what's happening. Or so you think or she's, she's just gonna like, wait for birds hey, to like, muck out? Let me stall. tell you about Shadow Wolf. See if you can guess <laughs> who it is. She's gonna be like, "Oh, look there, a horse!" And then he's gonna look, and then she's just gonna run. <laughs> be like, bye. She should she's, take Swift with she's her. Smart. She's smart. I don't know about Swifty, but. <laughs> Well, Swift is a child. Like, legitimately a child. How old is Nettle at this point? He's a teen, 15. right? 16? 16? 16, yeah. yeah. How, old is, how old is Swift? Younger. Like, nine. What? Five. He can't. Ten. He came, he came to Bucky he's by himself. Like he's probably like 11 or 12. Yeah, I was gonna say, like 11, 12. 12? He came to Bucky by himself at 12 years old? I just gained a lot of respect for that kid. <laughs> just saying. It was only three miles, Joey. Still, though, I mean, I wasn't getting in any cars at 11 years old and driving three miles. <laughs> Not, you know what? Swift wasn't either. <laughs> he walked. He walked. Oh, he walked? He walked to the 7-Eleven, Joey? Oh, he walked. He just took half a day and walked down. He asked right. for directions at the nearest tavern, and then he walked there, and then Burge followed in his horse and got there at the same time. Still, I mean, still took like you know some hood spot that's all i'm saying he's a lot yeah, yeah you're right i imagined him older is my thing no he's definitely a kid same age as selden probably whatever <laughs> however old that is nim. i was thinking of good old selden <laughs> oh he's the same age as nim right well nim is his twin and we don't know how old nim is so i don't think that really helps us uh. <laughs> I, I thought it would be cool if Nim was... Sorry. I just thought it would be cool if Nim was the character. I was like, Swift. No, let's stick with Nim. <laughs> Joey wants to know more about Nim. The secrets of Nim. <laughs> what secrets do you have? <laughs> Tell us. All right. I'm sorry. That aside. Moving on. I want to talk about the intro, actually, because, again, we get more of the talk of these prophets some, somewhere south. It's weird. They're like a weird cult. Um, never heard of it. Not a big deal. 
but we know that they are a bunch of albinos. So that's. But Flynn doesn't rate them. Wait, does that make him a cult? Well, they call them a cult because they're following this guy or this person who says, hey, I know what's going to happen in the world and I can make it better if you guys all do what I say. It's pretty cult. I mean, that sounds like if a cult. they have the skill, yeah. are they a cultery? pun master that was was good that was good you're the bucky pun master left hand of the queen you need like a little award that you can wear on your bucky it's called a dunce cap and it's already on can get you a wizard wood dunce cap. My dream. Oh, shit. I'm sure she needs a new jester. Yeah, there hasn't been. The position's been uh, open for a while. Yeah. haven't been able to fill it. Alright, anything else for that chapter? Um, hmm. Fitz betraying <laughs> the fool. <laughs> them deciding yeah, he's not going to come correct. with them. <laughs> Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I mean, I checks always out. love when Fitz is like, no one's going to come with me on my journey. Yes. And I'm then... going alone. When have you ever gone alone, alone Fitz? When? Maybe like 50 time. fucking people there. <laughs> oh, I'm so alone. Like, I mean, like, the fool is going to let you go alone without him. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So how are they going to keep the fool from going? Like, that just doesn't seem possible. Well, Shade says he's gonna throw him in a cell. He's so. like, we can a do nice this. Cell. Shade's kind of a kind of a shit. A nice one. Shade's kind of a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like, okay, you're gonna die in a cell if I can't make up this lie fast enough, and we're gonna put the fool in a cell. He's just really big on cells. Like, I'm just. <laughs> and he's yeah. taking all these unnecessary chances with the skill. I feel like something's going on with Shade. Is all I'm saying. He's drunk on power. Drunk on skill power. Big on cells. Everyone come to bookkeep. <laughs> I like the part where, when Fitz was like, I wanted to have a little bit of elf bark around just in case things went bad. <laughs> and Shade is like, no. Dear God, please stop with the elf bark. I found some in your pack, in your back bag when got I was... Got rid of it? Yeah, when you were dying, and so I like got rid of it. Fucking ate it all. Um, I like the idea of Shade, like, rifling through his things, like, once every couple days since he's been, like, five. (laughs) Fucking snoopy little bastard. Just constantly looking for his stash and having interventions. That's 100% like Shade's style of parenting. He just doesn't, he he doesn't ask, he never, he wouldn't even presume, he was, he just goes through all your shit. I just like, I just like, I just like Shade got a tracker being, on your phone. Shade being like a really bad student, but he's old. He's just like in the back of the, he's in the back of the class and he's like, Fuck you guys, whatever. And he's passing notes around. He's spit telling like, bad your mama jokes. <laughs> bad your mama jokes, like spitballs, like I do like you want. that Dutiful is amused at Shade being a bad student and Fitz being <laughs> annoyed with him. <laughs> I mean I mean, yeah. <laughs> because now he has someone to be annoyed at that's not oh. him. Yeah. 
All right, I gotta move us on. So let's do every episode prompts, friends in high places, character introductions and exits. Wow, we very notably said goodbye to Jenna and Fennel. Fennel. Fennel being a friend in the highest of places, as he can jump very high. <laughs> Jenna, not so much. Jenna. In the so lowest much. of places. <laughs> um. And also, Dutiful just figured out that one of his besties is none other than the most famous man to have ever lived in the last 50 years. It's the so, reintroduction of his chivalry. My yeah. teacher's a rock star, yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you teach me how to murder? <laughs> <laughs> you were in a fucking assassin back in the day, yeah. Did you kill my mom's brother? <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. So cool. Skills acquired. Fitz and company learn and grow. What new skills were shown in this section? Foghorn. Skill foghorn. <laughs> <laughs> they learned they learn to heal. <laughs> the coterie has been essentially formed. They learn to heal. They learn to reapply cosmetic scars healing is important the texting uh seems to be pretty locked in skill texting yeah. okay animal assists oh he played with the ferret a bit uh, gilly he... dance yeah he did play with gilly <laughs> Fennel, raisins. Fennel said the cold ain't so bad. Don't. And my black gave uh, Fitz a ride. And Night Eyes showed Night up. Night Eyes, I was gonna say, Night Eyes told Fitz to go back to not die. To choose the pack. Oh, it's so nice to choose the pack. Was the fool there? And how fabulous were they being? This is not the fool's most fabulous mm-hmm. moment because he was so scared. He was so vulnerable and sexy. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I think that uh, it's 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 I I it's there's still an artifice there. There's still like a fashionable like like I'm gonna have the lighting right and I'm you know, like, <laughs> going to reveal myself what? to you. But it will be on my terms, like artistically, you know, artistically in in the best of the candlelight, you know, explained uh-huh. with the beautiful drape of fabric to contrast. Whereas Fitz would just be like standing there naked. No, <laughs> no, no, don't even. That's gross. <laughs> like, well, oh, he'd probably have a shirt that was in tatters and he'd just like rip yeah, it off. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like it would just disintegrate in his hands and the fool would be, just be like, God damn it. He'd be wearing socks. Dirty socks with a hole for the toe. Just, in terms Ooh. of fabulous. Oh. Like yeah. Still some attitude in there. Disgusting. Um Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment. Heroics, tantrums, extremely bad decisions. Um... 
immediately running to tell Shade everything. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, not great. Not, I thought that was favorite. a pretty jerk move. Yelling at the fool and his voice breaks in the middle of it so he sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Be silent. feel like you know the the monologue that goes through um train spotting where it's like choose life choose a career like i feel like that's kind of what fitz has had to go through in this section mm-hmm. <laughs> he's had to he's had to choose life Got a good and he's regretting cut. it already um but did you die important events and predictions about what's coming up yes he did not die the fool might die he kind of died he kind of died. Oh my god, we're going to get into this shit again. He didn't die. <laughs> He's fourth time almost died. He did fourth not time. die, though. Fourth time almost died. He was mostly dead. He, he was, was definitely mostly dead. <laughs> mostly dead and dead are two separate things. On a scale of dead. one to dead, he was on a... Maybe a seven? Because skilling, we can't bring people back to life with skilling. They just I healed an already argument. alive body. No, that's what the they wit did does. not weekend at Bernie's him, no. <laughs> okay, um, but uh, what made you cry? Uh... So, I cried that nothing has happened in this book <laughs> and we are in chapter 24. <laughs> I mean, a smidge has happened in the last ten to eight chapters, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's I am. Um, nice. I this kind of. I really enjoyed reading all wrong. about um, patience and like where he got his name from. Yeah, that was that really was interesting. A sweet moment. Yeah. This is why I always said I didn't like this book because nothing happens in it. I think so much has happened. I don't read these books for action scenes. They're always horrific. It's I'll not read the, these books. The action scenes. There's just it's a lot of setup for the next. It's very much a middle book. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see that now that we're here. It's more like <laughs> that we're it's not. Done. It's not that there's a lack of action scenes. It's that there's a lack of plot. It's like the entire book is like going to the town and going it's to more, the inn. It's more like wrapping supplies. up some stuff from the first book with the piebald stuff and then and killing Loudwine and then setting up for the next book with our journey to Icefire Island. But to be fair, we have been in the walls so fucking much in this book. This might be the quintessential Buckkeep Radio <laughs> book. It's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Very M- much much like Feast of Crows. The more I read Golden Fool, the more I like it. Hell yeah. Uh, fashions from Bingtown, Jamelia, or Buckkeep. They've got new clothes. Fitz got, yeah, a, new clothes. Fitz got a guard guard uniform. Yeah. I'm sad that he's no longer working for the Fool then. He's a Ketty, he's a Ketty knight now. And Katrickin went full Instagram makeover on his room. closet. The, the Which is in. now rendered useless because he's not there anymore. But she really, she didn't, she shopped the castle. She did it in a really nice way. <laughs> and she even added personal touches like the old 
Tapestry of King Wisdom. That was my favorite part of when he's talking about Civil and Dutiful is explaining everything that happened with the cat and he's like, oh, I still have a shredded tapestry under my bed that I'm afraid to show anybody. And Fitz is like, I have a tapestry for you that you can replace it with. You can just take that shit. Can't get rid of that life. fucking thing. Can that cat destroy this tapestry? It's at every white elephant Christmas. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> Yes, he should bring it to the gift exchange for the coterie party. Also, you should take Fitz's like interior dire- decoration comments with a grain of salt mm-hmm. like him saying that it looks like it's decked out for a prince is probably like anybody else's I mean, there's probably just room. like a rug on the floor yeah but, you know. <laughs> oh there's a fucking chair and a rug it is decked out <laughs> there was a cushion <laughs> too much. there's definitely a cushion um i do like that he's calling the workroom his now though and he's finally mm-hmm. willing to sleep in shade's bed Yep, he changed the sheets, but <laughs> I, I've got a I've got a travesty for you. There, I cannot find fan art of King Wisdom and the uh, meeting the Elderlings tapestry. Well, I know that Catherine Draws uh, posted something recently. What in the background? All right, okay. And I've seen. Yep. What would it be tagged? I mean. That's not tagged. Does it, why like, does it have to be Easter. tagged? It's got to be tagged for me to find it. No, you just go to her account. <laughs> if, a, if a horse falls in the forest, how do you hear it You nay? still use your eyes. That's how. <laughs> Alyssa cries. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Our tags get up. Our tags get up. Don't give up. Don't give in. That <laughs> fucked me up. That really fucked me up. I... Did Fitz fits it? I think yes. he fits it with sharing the fool's stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big, that was a big old fatty Fitz for sure. Yeah. That's going to come back. I think I think he fits it by fucking around with his with his scars. I think he should have kept himself pretty, but that's only for my own personal <laughs> preference. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but nothing like maybe a couple like the eye scars can stay but i don't like the the weird teeth marks on the shoulder oh, yeah, yeah that no, one didn't leave that yeah one i'm like and nobody no like how many there. people even knew about that one you know like come on it's like i definitely need to have this memory of when a forged guy tried yeah, to eat zombie me. fucking ate my shoulder Let's like see. i would have i would have put the face scars back and i would have put the sword wound back <laughs> and then i would have left it i don't know i feel like the arrow in the back was important Oh. That was a memory of like being nursed by the fool in the mountains. Okay, so. that's fair. But yes, the forged bite marks could go. Yeah, that was Yeah, get stupid. the get the teeth marks out. Nobody wants to see zombie fucking like bite wounds. That's gross. And honestly, I'm kind of okay with the badger lock being gone. What? That's like the best thing now. That's like it's in all the fan it's art. Just, it's it's done. It's very done. It's been done. But it's his name. Well, he can give himself Regular a new name. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Regular Lock. Inconspicuous Lock. <laughs> Tom Vanity Lock. <laughs> Tom Guy with Brown Hair. <laughs> Still, though, like half the fan art here is fits in the fool making I know. out. I I'm probably going to get hate mail just for admitting it, but. 
it just makes me think of Dark Star. It's just backwards Dark Star, and it's it's Tom Badger luck. I am of the night. I am of the night. It's just not as cool as I think it's supposed to be. That's all. I think if it it need it's just I don't know. Anyway, don't need to go into it. Um. All right, reminder for next reading section. We're going to be reading Golden Fool, chapters 25 through the epilogue. So we're done with Golden Fool next week. What? Get excited. Maybe. Get excited. Ah. Good heart. This has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. Maybe thanks. And I'm Rachel. And you can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa, and I am at AlyssaMaynard.com. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at FacelessFry on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at ChewyBreadCosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley on Instagram, at LadybirdParker. And I was Joey, um, and you can find me at PowerKid.exe on Instagram. We did it! <laughs> Next up is spoiler talk, where we will talk for very little time because spoiler we can record. Some of the cast members anymore. get kicked off so the people can talk. Bye bye. He's trying to be like, you gotta find shade, you gotta find shade. And he's like, I can't find her, what should I do? <laughs> he's like, it's fine, he's here. It's the all caps, the all caps skilling is just amazing. <laughs> if I could skill, I would only skill in all caps. I think it's really interesting that, um, like, when you do the pinpoint skilling, you can do it very long distances and, uh, like just hit anybody anywhere at will and it but when you do the like wide band you skill just out to everybody it seems to be like only the people in the room or only the people within like it's like am yeah, radio like within 20 feet of you does am radio go farther or does fm radio go farther i don't know i guess probably AM which makes sense to me based on i guess those reasons um the like radio analogy but the one thing it doesn't like work the same with is Tintaglia like picks picks fits up like immediately from who knows how far away hundreds of miles countries away yeah and she seems to be in it all yeah. the time like she doesn't have to like descend into the river she's like in the river it's like she has two points of view like overlaid over each other like the real world and like the skill river yeah world. it's yeah it's i mean it just kind of a reminder of how much better she is at it than everybody else and i think that's also the argument as to why it would be difficult to convince her to go try to to try to find ice fire because he's not you cannot sense him 
Like, he's so low that, like, she would just check and be like, he's not there. Yeah. You know, like, she wouldn't she'd never waste take her time. She's looking. Right, she'd never take she's a She's looking word. for something like her, magnificent, something amazing. Something people would write poetry about. Something she would immediately <laughs> recognize from anywhere. If there's no dragon child teenager spouting poetry that she's not interested. <laughs> no lizard boy, no dice. I mean, there's a whole, like, tradition of going to the ice and, like, dashing yourself against the tide trying <laughs> to, like, make offerings to this, like, shadowy figure in the ice. But I guess that's not metal enough for stupid Tintaglia. It'd be a dumb story if it was just over as soon as it started. So, yeah. When he, like, when he, like, exits the ice and he's all, like, lizard smelly and raggedy and skinny and he, like, flies up into the air and then, like, he hasn't even hit, like, the apex of his his inaugural flight and then he's already, like, mating with Tintaglia. It's, like, <laughs> the biggest barf moment. <laughs> I remember reading that and just being, like, what the fuck? This is I the conclusion of it. the book. It's something it. to look forward to oh no you still have fitz and molly to look forward to after that how many dragon sex scenes do i have to suffer through in the in the river (laughs) what's what's worse that or the fitz and jenna scene i don't know it's like so abrupt yeah (laughs) yes they are all bad whoa 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 what about dragons coming out of live ships didn't they immediately start mating too Oh, God. <laughs> it's just like, what are they like? I just, oh, no. Like, my brain only can conducts, like, Ren and Stimpy style, like, animation. <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't like it. <laughs> so, it's just a lot of, like, you know, bloodshot eyes and, like, squiggly lines. And... I love the, the, the scene we'll get to the, in the next, uh, the next reading section where Tintaglia shows up in Nettle's dream and is just like morphing mm-hmm. into these different little figures, but it ends up being like this tiny little lizard dragon thing. And it's, but it's still got the like swirly eyes, the pinwheel eyes mm-hmm. trying to, I still don't understand this. Trying to hi- hypnotize. And she, she, doesn't she like turn her into a bee or something? And she's like, go away. <laughs> Yes, I I love how like amazing Nettle is, even at this young age. Nettle's just like fuck off, right? Well, she doesn't really know who she's dealing with, but it's probably good that she doesn't, and it's also good that someone tells Tintaglia no. Right, it is good. Just that's not allowed. <laughs> I would like to tell Tintaglia no all the time. I, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I'm like, cool. So the fool just wants to turn the realm of the elderlings into Jurassic Park. And <laughs> I guess that's fine. I guess that means only the best will survive. <laughs> but, you know, I have a lot of mixed feelings, clearly, about. Uh, well, you know me. I'm on your anti-dragon side. <laughs> just don't see, like... You know, I like, I'm like. i fine with them existing and stuff, but the fact that they're like, I should be able to murder and eat you at will, I just don't agree. <laughs> I just don't like, I don't like what they do to all of the children 
And I also think that the elderling um, culture is a little fucked up. It is extremely fucked up. They are, like, just just... basically, I don't know, they're, I I don't want to say they're hypnotized, maybe they are, but maybe it's just the, uh, you know, the benefits they get from living with a dragon. Right. I mean, okay, there has to be, like, all good magic systems have a cost. And so, like, the cost for living a long time is that you become a thrall to a dragon or that your body gets changed over time. And, like, many of them are, like, beautiful, but some of them can't walk. And that, and you know, and are in pain and all that but stuff. But it's like, so, it's like, like the, uh, the whole Selden shit where he's just, like, totally enamored of them in a... Not right. not healthy it seems way. Seems unnatural. Yeah. Seems weird. Yeah. But I'm also the thing that bothers me the most about the elderling culture is that their technology is based on on human souls. Like everything cool about the art and their like and memory stone and like all that stuff, it's literally like the like the the battery that fuels it is a life. Which is, it, it, you know, and, like, the live ship is, like, the microcosm of that. And, like, I kind of think micro, like, I kinda, I like I like live ships better than dragons. I think they're cooler just in terms of being rad magic that I've never encountered in a book before. Yes, But correct. also they are monstrous, <laughs> right. right? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you just feed it three people. And it comes, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like. And the same thing could be said of like the stone dragons mm-hmm. and all you know in these in these cities and like how, what who has to be sacrificed to give a dragon, you know, a barrel of Skill River? Like, uh, yeah, that is is that ever answered? What is that? Not to, to not to my knowledge, but I again don't read the dragon parts carefully, and am now doing that for the first time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, objectively, the live ships are more troublesome than the dragons, just in the fact that like the live ships didn't have a choice, whereas the the stone dragons are kind of like the artists saying, "I want to be immortalized forever, so I'll just die into my art." I could kind of get that, but it's also kind of yeah, like society, com- sort of compelled to do it. Like it's the yeah, they're sort of compelled to do it via their addiction. Right, 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 right. So it's because they dream of going on the skill road to carve a dragon. Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot of talk about like what is free will. Basically, I think is. I mean, it, at least with the stone dragons, it's just them, and it's not like a partial dragon. Unless you don't finish it correctly, and then it sucks people up for a thousand years until you have, like... Enough. Enough memory. No, but I mean, like, you know, for the sacrificing people into the live ships, like, it's it's those people who, in theory, you know, if you're doing it the right way, are dying naturally, but they're just dying on the deck. But, like, you're still imprisoning the dragon soul in that that doesn't have a choice. So at least the stone dragons are, like, just the people. Well, right. So, like, theoretically, the people in the Stone Dragon wanted to be there. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, it's very poetic. It's very, you know, the, the destiny of that and, like, how that ends. And 
it bookends the story in a really in a really great way and i love that but yeah they've always except for the past given me the heebies they gave me the heebies but i would rather be that than a regular gross dragon <laughs> wait you'd rather be like a temporary dragon stone dragon than a real dragon yeah it t- t- takes so many naps that's true the longest nap in a flower garden just nice and i could make myself look really cool and like you'd be snake head you'd be like... with your friends forever more. yeah well that's the part you just go around looking for friends you want to be in a stone dragon with me and everyone bails and you're like cool <laughs> So if if the podcast was a coterie and we built our dragon, what would it look like? Nah, man, I'm gonna and I'm gonna we... bail and be a real dragon, and then well, it you, would be a then centaur you won't... because obviously Alyssa would go rogue and carve to be a, a centaur. Real dragon, Eli. No, That's sorry, just... I'm I'm gonna be a real dragon, and now you don't have enough people to make your fake dragon. Fuck you. <laughs> we only need three. <laughs> you can't three. choose to be a real dragon. <laughs> it's eugenics. I, uh, I realize it's bonkers and this is ridiculous, but I don't care. <laughs> you don't want to be a stone dragon. That's cool. Well, you know what we can do? We can put you in a picture in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, make me make Harry me into Potter dream style. box dust. <laughs> you want to be <laughs> what does I want to be dream drugs, baby. <laughs> melatonin <laughs> I don't know I think maybe do you want to be a live ship or do you want to be a stone dragon those are your choices I don't th- or oh you could be a feather and a cap if you're funny <laughs> enough oh yes that one <laughs> and then someday you can squeeze someone's head so hard that their skin erupts and blood pours out oh well, hopefully it's a man <laughs> I think that's how the crown works right you put it on and it just Squeezes your head really hard. <laughs> Sucks up your blood. <laughs> then you get one hour of free yodeling. <laughs> That's my best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Rachel, what would our stone dragon look like? <laughs> I guess if the list is not there, then it can't be a centaur because she would be really jealous. So I would be. I would just er- I would erupt myself. What if our stone dragon is a live believe- ship? Let's just split the difference. <laughs> just carve a big ship. <laughs> like it, those ships that they find wings? in the desert. It's a ship with wings. Yes, and legs. Legs and, and wings. What does our figurehead and... look like? Mm. Another tiny centaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's many, it's just like an inception beast. It's so many legs. <laughs> Yeah, I want something like that came out of uh, what 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 are the what are the annihilation? You know those books? yes, <laughs> something that like is terrible to describe and terrifying and like kind of exists in a weird place. We don't want to just be like a giant small ferret with wings. Oh well, you you want to be cute? Come on, but like giant a giant ferret with wings. I don't want to be a ferret. <laughs> I'll be one of those, that new animal I found, an ard fox. Mm. They're cute as fuck. It's, I mean, that's basically a badass ferret. <laughs> Just give it wings and then we're good. 
And ten Perfect. more and legs. Horn. I want and horns and maybe snakes for tongues. <gasps> I want to be a graboid. I I I almost almost recommended it, but I figured it was too obvious. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'm gonna go and carve my graboid dragon, uh, <laughs> and I will talk to you guys next week. See you inside the crown. <laughs> bye. All right. Good, good, goodbye. <laughs> we don't have any any podcast etiquette whatsoever. We're just like, all right, it's over. <laughs>